Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Happy Valentine's Day, beautiful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are, you are receiving some love. And no matter what, I'm going to send you some more love right now, sending you a huge hug through the airwaves. I hope that you're doing amazing. It's such a privilege to be with you. As always, we have another fantastic episode for you today. We have Jesse Elder on, and we've entitled this one Mindset for Mastery, Connecting to Natural Law, Desire, and Self to Live Life to the Fullest. Um, this is a great episode. There's a lot of practical information in here. We talk about how Jesse has a uh, foundation in martial arts and having a, um, a group of very successful black belt martial arts school, uh, the start of his show Mind Vitamins and how it naturally exploded, um, how life is always in motion, um, free will is an illusion. We talk about that. We talk about recovering from Catholicism, um, uh, Jesus, faith. We talk about uh, why desire isn't bad your birth is your worthiness and and self-worth and all that kind of stuff so this is an epic episode there's tons of practical insight you're going to enjoy it if you like the episode as you go along take screenshots tag myself and jesse on instagram let us know that you're listening we love to hear from you Um, if you want to support the show shares leaving a review in itunes is super helpful Um, becoming a patron is super helpful if you go to patreon.com forward slash matt belair and toss a buck in the bucket it helps immensely um make sure to go to mattbelair.com sign up for the email list and you can get a free lucid dreaming if you go forward slash lucid dreaming and if you guys want to level up and you want some real breakthroughs and you're interested in some one-on-one coaching hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and i can help you basically go through the process no matter where you are from designing and really just creating a life that you're really excited about like a vision even if you have no idea what it is is a process for cultivating cultivating that vision, overcoming limitations, creating a plan and executing um, that plan into action over time with practical tools and also using things like law of attraction, uh, positive mindset, hypnosis, and all of those great metaphysical tools as well. So if you're interested in that, go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And that's about it. I want to thank my new partner and sponsor, the Himalaya podcast app. Uh, They are designed Everything for the podcast listeners' pleasure. It's completely free, super easy to use. There's tons of features. Um, It's a great way to connect with podcast community, great way to connect with podcast hosts. Um, They have lots of cool features in there. There's tip jars, there's likes. Um, It gives you recommended shows and all kinds of amazing stuff. So go check them out. It's H-I-M. A-L-A-Y-A and make sure to give the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit show a follow when you're over there. So that's it. Uh, Have an amazing day and before we get into part one of this episode let's come into a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world just taking a deep breath in through your nose. 
hold that breath and just set the intention to come to total peace and coherence. And since it's Valentine's Day, I want you to send yourself as much love and caring and compassion as you can. Just filling yourself up with love and compassion for yourself, kindness for yourself, and just letting that wash over every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being as you let your breath out slowly with all the cares, all the worries, all the self-limitations and the... uh, negative internal dialogue just letting that go now feeling totally peaceful present worthy excited and ready to get into part one with this incredible episode with jesse elder hello and welcome to the mastermind body and spirit show i'm your host matt belair today's guest is a fighter turned writer now an action philosopher sharing principles of natural law for the purpose of growth and expansion. Welcome to the show, Jesse Elder. Matt, it's so good to be here, man. Finally, after all these years, we reconvene in this uh, virtual space. Yeah, man. Uh, As I said in the beginning of the show, I found out about you probably like three or four years at the beginning of the podcast at Burning Man. Um, And I know that you attend there. We actually both have karate kicks. Um, photos, but yours is way more righteous. Yours is like a vertical 90. And that was inspiring because I've been working on the splits again. I'm like, okay, man, like that's, that's an amazing photo. uh, You know, skills come in handy. (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, I know like I'm I'm familiar with your work and I've got to be able to go through some of your online course. You're doing an incredible 21 day challenge. Um, You had a very massively popular Uh, mind vitamins where you just do these videos about mindset and mastery and philosophy and people that I think was that like the the thing that really propelled you to you know where you are today just give people a little background on on who you are and and what you're up to yeah man Uh, I I will say that I'm I thought I was I thought I was good with this but seeing your beard um, makes me miss mine and so I just got to get this out of the way otherwise I'm going to be you know awkward for the rest of the show so well done on the beard, dude. Well done. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs> you know, there's actually a word for, uh, for people who are uh, averse to beards. It's called pogonophobia. Like for people that hate beards, they're a pogonophobe. But then on the other side, for people that love beards, they are uh, experiencers of pogonophilia. So <laughs> random shit, for what it's worth, now you can categorize people into those uh, camps. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Well, I've had the I've had a few dreams where I've I've shaved the beard, and I was just so upset with myself. So I'm keeping it for now. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, uh, I I appreciate the the opportunity to be here and to, to co-create with you, as we kind of talked about before the show. And you know, whatever unfolds today, it really is uh, the sort of elicitation of info that is between you and I, between the listener and the viewer and, and what everybody's doing here. Uh, you know, I might have the words from time to time, but that's mostly because I grew up with, you know, just totally shy, really kind of awkward, uh, you know, this homeschooled kid in South Texas. And I just read so many books. And so I developed a vocabulary. Um, so I might have the words and, the, and the, the, some of the concepts, but this is every bit a co-creation. And, and without the listener and the viewer and, and you and you know all of us doing this, you know I'm I'm squat. It's like you know I'm just a dude in a hotel room in L.A. just talking to himself. So it really is a you know it's a, a full blown co creation here. And I'm really really looking forward to it. The intro, you know, the, the or the, the question you asked about the mind vitamins, it was a total 
uh, it was just one of those things. I, I, I had sold my martial arts schools. I had a chain of schools and a consulting company in, uh, in for most of my life. For a couple of decades, I did that. And then uh, in 2012, I realized that I'd reached the, the crest of that arc. I knew that I was finished. Uh, I, I saw down that road. It wasn't me. It, it wasn't what I was here to do. And that process took some time to unravel. You know, because I had an amazing lifestyle. I had money was flowing and I had a lot of freedom. I had influence and impact and respect and you know, all those things that we're striving for. Uh, I was also married. I had family. I had you know, a big house in the suburbs and I had a country club membership of all things and a Mercedes and a motorcycle. And I mean, I had all this stuff, but still I was like, I feel like I'm playing a role. I don't feel like I'm being fully me. So that process of, of awareness started to unfold. And by 2012, I realized that I can't do this anymore. So I ended up selling the business. And then within six months, had all this mental bandwidth open up. And I realized that, oh, shit, man, my, my relationship isn't what I thought it was. And it, it wasn't even that it, that it was bad. It was just we, man, we had just grown in different directions. And so that sort of un unfolded and resulted in a separation and then divorce. And then the sale of the business basically went to go pay for the divorce because I, I, I agreed to you know, things that say, no, let's, you know, you, you take this, I'll be fine. And then I look back in 2013, totally hard reset. So I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I, I didn't have a plan. I, I didn't, I didn't have, I, I did have two clients that I was working with in a strategic capacity taking what I'd learned in the martial arts and helping them on their own business and their own mindset. And basically one client was making my rent payment and the other one was making my car payment. And that was about it. There wasn't really much left over. That's when the, uh, the first video hit, you know, I was in such a space of uncertainty. Um, but I was learning to really trust my intuition. I was learning to really trust my gut. And even if it didn't make logical sense, or even if I didn't know, what was going to happen as a result of it, I just knew I have to do this. And so I just became really uh, enamored of, of testing this, these intuitive nudges. And so one day I finished a call with one of my clients. He was doing great. He was happy, which meant I had some sort of job security. And then uh, I did this video and I put it on Facebook. And uh, at the time I had about 300 friends. And about a week later, that video had more shares than I had friends. I was like, oh, shit. And of course, it was wildly reassuring for me. It was like, I have value in the world, you know? And even though that applause didn't turn into income, I knew that I was on the right track. And so um, seeing the feedback from people and getting messages from people saying, wow, that video really helped me, that just filled up my heart and uh, encouraged me to do more. So I kept making them and started calling them the mind vitamins and just grabbed my phone and would just make these things. And um, it was very, very cool what happened because it was just sort of this sort of organic, I know it's an overused term in social media, but it was truly organic. I was riding the wave along with everybody else. I had no idea what my next video was going to be, no idea what I was going to talk about, no idea where the next dollar was going to come from other than those two clients. And it was glorious because it was that fresh feeling of what the fuck am I going to do today? And I started to just embrace that feeling instead of being afraid of it. I started to realize, dude, this is like this is like the natural state of a human being. This is like being a kid. 
and it's Saturday morning and you have no chores to do and you can do whatever you want. And I started to tap into that feeling of freedom rather than the fear of, I don't know what I'm going to do. And man, that was the thing that made all the difference in the world. Once I understood that I could convert that energy of fear into this sort of insane enthusiasm, which became creativity on demand. Now, once I figured that out, I was like, oh man, I'm never going to live another way uh, for the rest of my life. There's a lot of light, light here for that. Uh, so nice. So uh, yeah, man, it just, it just flowed. It just happened and it continues to happen. Um, you know, we have a team now and, and the videos last month, we reached about 60 million people with those same videos. But um, the team's job is to enforce my weirdness and to enforce my liberty and to keep me kicked out of the cocoon and being nomadic and doing weird, cool things that I feel are weird and cool. And maybe they told me stupid for the rest of the world. And I don't care because I'm not here for the rest of the world. I'm here to live my life. I've just observed um, that when somebody lives their life, according to their judgment, their values, their beliefs, their intuition, it has this really interesting uh, catalyzing effect on people around them. It's sort of, I don't know, grants permission for other people to be their own unique selves. And uh, so far it's holding up. That's amazing, man. I, I, you know, I didn't know that backstory. That's pretty interesting. I didn't know you went through that uh, experience. I knew about the martial arts schools and they were incredibly successful and they were all black belt schools and um, you're an amazing martial artist yourself. Um, I'm curious, well, maybe to dive deeper on the fear thing. I think that that's really important. And also just what has martial arts taught you in general? I know for me, um, I grew up a martial artist as well, and that influenced everything in my life. It influenced myself as an athlete, as how I view the world. Everything that I do has that influence for me. Um, Bruce yeah. Lee was a massive influence and just, you know, he was a martial artist, but he was also a philosopher and all of those, like the martial arts is great and you can do sweet kicks and you can do all this other stuff, but it's more about, for me anyways, the mastery of mind, body, spirit yes. and like what you're capable of and you expressing yourself in a natural capacity to the greatest capacity that you can achieve. And only you're going to be able to choose that direction and then like see, yeah, see what you're capable of. Yes, man. Because it is, it's a martial art. And what is art? Art is the, is the human experience expression of creativity is not even you know expression of beauty it might be horrible to another person but it's an expression of uniqueness expression of, of just human creation uh so yeah man I, I i'm not surprised that you and i have that that resonance uh even if i'm still jealous of your beard it's okay i'll, I'll get over it <laughs> that feeling of um of being on your own leading edge intellectually physically emotionally mentally and then somehow whether it's in, in sparring or it's, it's in training and, and doing the combination or, or just getting on the, on the bag and, and going through these insane repetitions until you can't move anymore. There's always that, that sweet spot. It's sort of, um, it, it, I always experienced it as, as like the eye of the hurricane. It was, it was a very effective detachment. It was, a, it was a very present disengagement from what was happening externally not like an out-of-body experience uh, although that has happened on more than one occasion but the feeling of observing everything in motion separating from linear time stepping outside of the mechanical process and just observing how everything's happening myself others uh 
that's why I loved competing because it was it was a chance to enter that altered state of hyper presence, and I've only found that through. Uh, I mean, I found it mostly through training, which is the single biggest thing martial arts gave me was was an ability to obsess, an ability to focus, and and the skill of deep practice. Which then, once once somebody has that skill of deep practice, they can apply that skill of deep practice to anything and then time becomes weirdly malleable because then it's not about the calendar and how many weeks or months it's going to take you to get a skill and, and get a result it comes down to mat time uh no pun intended it comes down to how 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 much are you willing to obsess backstage so that you can have the results and, you know, like I went through a tremendous period early with the martial arts schools, a lot of financial uncertainty. I was realizing that nobody cares really how good of a martial artist you are. Nobody cares how good of a teacher you are. It doesn't even matter if you're a really good person. Money is blind to all of those things. And it, and it, it was discouraging because I'd grown up thinking if you're good at what you do, if you love what you do, if you're a good person, you'll be rewarded. Uh, no, <laughs> that's not how it works. So I had to learn the money game and I had, to, I had to completely craft this sort of intellectual algorithm that allowed me to be okay with receiving money for what I was doing. And I learned that in a weekend. I went and hired a mentor, somebody who was producing superior results uh, financially. I went, I studied, I shut up, I didn't argue, I just applied it. Uh, and I locked myself in my school for a weekend and I studied the materials over and over and over. Some of it was like, you know, phone script, like what to say. And part of me was like, this is not authentic. This isn't what I would really say. I'm like, well, that's because my, my broke ass self would say this. I think my wealthy self probably talks more like this. None of that has anything to do with, hap with what happens out on the mat. So get over yourself. In a weekend, I learned the skills. And in the next 45 days, like month and a half, my income literally doubled just because I committed that weekend and that focus to getting a mentor, getting the tools, applying myself to the training, and, it, and in one weekend, everything shifted. And this is a long-ass way of saying that training will save you. Training will, will save anybody. But training and study could not be further apart. Study is this you know, voyeuristic, like, mm, that's a good idea, I'm gonna go think about that. Which is part of why I, I was so hesitant to even do podcasts in the first place. Because there's a real risk of somebody listening to something going, wow, wow, that sounds really great. And their brain's like, mission accomplished, don't have to ch change anything. And you get all hopped up on, I call it hopamine. You know, you're all just like, ah, it feels really good. Yeah. And then nothing happens, the mental masturbation. But you want to make a baby, you got to get in there and you got to actually take some, some action. And so, yeah, uh, martial arts taught me that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I've never heard the word hopamine before. That's, a, that's amazing. I have heard uh, mental masturbation and also spiritual masturbation before. So those are, and I think those are pretty Sounds like a creative orgy. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. And I, I see that too. And what it reminds me of Bruce Lee's quote, it's, um, what is it? Um, Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Willing is not enough. We must do. And um, a lot of these things, even if we're trying to move forward in some sort of direction in our life, Take action, get feedback, take more action, do some research. But I think we get stuck in um, what's the best thing to do, especially oh with like, God, yes. 
Go ahead. Go <laughs> no, I was, I was going to say like, you know, like uh, fitness and martial arts and wealth and doing this thing, we try to find the best thing and we're looking at like supplements and these quick fixes and all this stuff. You know, it's just like, just go outside and run and see how that feels and like throw Dude. that rock or do something. Yes, because then, because I'm going to close the shade, man. I have no idea what you're doing. Oh, here. <laughs> now we're in a dark hotel room together. Not creepy at all. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I, I, man, I love what you're saying, dude, because it, it really comes down to motion. Everything in life is in motion. That fire behind you is moving. The molecules in that mug, whatever you're drinking is they're moving they're assimilating they're becoming part of you everything in this universe is in motion all of the time human beings are the unique exception that because we are gifted blessed coded whatever with free will we're the only things that can resist that motion there's nothing else in, the, in our known universe that has the ability to resist the natural expansion that this universe is 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 and so because people can get in their heads and stall themselves and stop, uh, that's what creates resistance. That's literally the only thing that creates suffering in life is a resistance to the natural expansion that's happening. And when people stop resisting that natural expansion, fuck, man, life becomes glorious, like instantly glorious, permanently blissful. It, it doesn't mean there isn't pockets of pain, but that pain is just feedback. And even pain, when it's feedback and when we're learning from it and, and, and being present to it, it goes away. Pain's only purpose is to, is to hijack our focus, to get us to pay attention. And once we start paying attention, the pain goes away every time. Heartache, heartbreak, physical pain, uh, even disease, man. A statement not sponsored by the FDA. All of that shit is a result of human beings' conscious thought. Yeah, man, I totally agree. Well, this is kind of leading into where I, I, I always like to go um, on just like human potential. You know, for me, that was what I was curious about. What are humans capable of? What am I capable of? So, yeah. you know, started my journey and uh, meditated with monks in Nepal. And then mm. uh, I wanted to be a good martial artist. So I trained professional MMA in Thailand at a MMA camp. But the ultimate wow. experience was going to uh, Shaolin Academy in China with legit 34th generation Shaolin monks because I wanted to see if you could actually break the stone, do the things over the head, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and what I discovered that it's, it's possible and it's, it's superhuman, but how they did it wasn't superhuman. It was superhuman dedication. There was dent holes in the trees from them poking them with their fingers all day, every day mixed with Qigong moving energy towards these physical objects, I was witnessing firsthand something that should be impossible. Then you can look at uh, work like Dr. Joe Dispenza and so many people on my podcast have come on and cured themselves of some sort of terminal illness through consciousness. So my question to you would be in your you know, pursuit of self mastery, what are some of the, what do you believe is possible for a human being? And what are some principles for um, let's say unwrapping our minds? Because if, if we create our own mental limits how do we kind of push those out to connect more with that expansion um and move in a direction that inspires us you know I've, i thought we were going to talk about something deep today matt you know i mean this is some pretty superficial stuff <laughs> i figured I you're a good guy to ask those questions too I, I love it man and i and i and i appreciate that i i um 
in, in, the, in this process of, of observing is really what it's, what it's been. Um, I've observed that there, there is a, a, there is obviously a current, uh, of, of, uh, some sort of energy that makes all this happen. You know, it's like the, the planet spins, whether somebody believes it's a ball spinning or a disc spinning, either way it's spinning. Let's all agree on that. <laughs> the common ground. <laughs> common ground. <laughs> I'm going to unify the flat earthers. <laughs> it's spinning. Let's just say that. And guess what? It's spinning and, and nobody's making it spin. It's just spinning. Plants are growing. Nobody's making them grow. They're just growing. So there's something that is, that is causing all of this to happen. And my understanding of that is that that is consciousness itself continuing to blossom and bloom and unfold. And currently, in this, in this linear illusion of time, our universe is expanding. Maybe there will come a time when it starts contracting. Time will go backwards and everything will go right back to the void. That's cool too. In the meantime, here we are in this obviously expanding environment. And so the notion that in order to grow, we have to accumulate something or acquire something that we don't already have. We have to collect something that we don't already have, or we have to get access to something that we don't currently have access to. All of those premises are in complete defiance and ignorance of observable natural function. There is nothing in this universe other than human beings that struggles to grow. Acorns don't click a Facebook ad and go to Oak Tree Academy to learn how to do what they're born to do. Birds don't get together on LinkedIn and find out where's the, the next place that they can go to flight school. All of these naturally observable phenomenon do what they're built to do. The, the, the challenge and the, and the beautiful cosmic joke is that human beings, as the leading edge of consciousness, human beings have the one thing that nothing else in this sphere of, of reality has, and that's the ability to choose. Trees can't, you know, acorn can't choose to be something else. A dolphin can't choose to be an elephant. Human beings, though, we can choose whatever our direction is going to be. And I know it's very popular right now, uh, sort of this, this new movement, uh, people saying free will is an illusion. Uh, there is no such thing as free will. And for those people who say that there is no such thing as free will, I say they're free to, to believe that. So why does it make any sense if this observable natural phenomenon of expansion and growth is so readily available and we can see that nothing in the natural world tries to expand it just expands why do we as human beings feel so compelled to look outside of ourselves and go and get something that we don't have in order to then fulfill our our growth is it's a it's a it's a beautiful illusion and it's a very useful one because it keeps our minds occupied However, instead of continuing to seek externally for resources and skills that we will then apply to get something that we want, 
only reason why we want anything, the only reason why any human does anything is because we expect or we hope that we will feel better once we have it. That's the only reason that people do anything. That's the only reason we, we wear what we wear, we look the way we look, we say what we say, we choose what we choose, is because we expect that doing that will make us feel better. But where do the feelings happen? The feelings happen inside. And all someone has to do to detach from this insane sort of endless race of acquisition all somebody has to do is literally nothing. Do nothing for like 10 minutes. And for 10 minutes, just allow yourself to feel whatever you're going to feel. Uh, okay, Jesse, so you're saying that I should focus on my breathing. I should, no, no, that's doing something. Do nothing. Got it, got it. So I put my legs into a half lotus position. No, 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 just, just do nothing. Got it, got it. So I set up my muse and I tune it to the, no, do nothing. And after a while, they're like, huh? I'm like, pretty freaky, isn't it? But that stillness, that presence is where creation happens. Because that's when somebody becomes uh, tuned to the frequency of self-authorization. That's when people become aware of their genuine feelings, their original thoughts. That's where intuition becomes tactical. This is where those inner feelings become usable because then we start to identify what we want. And it's coming from the inside out, the same place that the energy that turns an acorn into an oak tree comes from. The same thing that turns a, an egg into the bird. That is the expansion and the expression of, of life itself. And in human beings, it's felt as an emotion. And every human being on this planet, billions of us, each one of us, is, is we arrive with our own not only genetic expression, which is malleable, but we arrive with our... Uh, is a hokey term, but uh, like our own spiritual DNA. We arrive with our own blueprint of purpose, like our own unique reason for perhaps even deciding to come here. Maybe that's what was happening. Maybe we were all just cruising around in some ethereal, you know, multi, multi, multi-dimensional place. And maybe we're all just playing like Xbox and we're just like, oh, all right, my turn for the game. Uh, boom. And next thing you know, boom, you pop in and you're like, whoa. Oh, this is amazing. I can't see anything, but it's nice and warm. 98.6 Fahrenheit. Oh, this is great. Man, this is like the original float tank in here. And I got the best house music in the world. It's like, do, 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 do. You got room service? <laughs> Man, this place is awesome. And then you're still connected to you know, the rest of the players. You're like, guys, it's legit here. It's warm. You got food 24-7. You got house music. It's great. And then nine months go by, and then pow, you pop out. And you're like, huh, it's a little colder, but I, but I like it. This is amazing. Oh, there's other beings here. Yes, other players. Guys, I have something amazing to tell you. Look, we're all just individuations of consciousness, and we chose to come here so that we can express our own unique purpose 
not so that we can do something, just so that we can feel it, because time's not real anyway. Future isn't real. It's only real when we think about it now. And the past isn't real. It's only real when we think about it now. So right now is literally the only time we have. And so the better we get at our now, the better our next can be. And that's what I came here for, is to play this game and to ride the leading edge of my own fresh desires and feel what feels right for me. So that then I can just do what I feel like doing because I don't require anybody else's permission. I have nothing to hide. I have nothing to prove. I came here to live as a fully self-authorized individuation of consciousness. Ha, I'm so happy to see all of you. Except it came out like this. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was amazing. It is amazing. That's fucking life, man. That's why we're here in my opinion. And I'm not saying I'm right. I just found that to be the most useful belief yet. And I've been aggressively split testing paradigms for my own selfish purposes since I was 17, 18 years old. I stopped asking what's true and I just started asking what's useful. You know, I was baptized Catholic and, and I mean, I recovered pretty quickly, but they, the feeling of like, there's an angry old, white man in the sky who's insanely jealous vengeful and and somehow always broke he always needs my money uh yeah no it doesn't make sense to me but I, I read the bible and in the bible it said god created man in his image i was like that i like Jesus, walking on water, healing the dead, multiplying loaves and fishes. These days, mercury-free fish and gluten-free bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus, is this uh, locally sourced? <laughs> like, you have no idea. <laughs> uh, the vegan takeover of the biblical times. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Or, or in you know, Colorado, like, he must be stoned. You're like, He's, you're, you have no idea. <laughs> Wow. Well, anyway, man, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that the, the idea of Jesus doing all these things, uh, let's say he was a real character and let's say he did those things. If he did those things, well, in the Bible, it said, according to, to, to Jeezy, he said, whatever I've done, you can do. If you have faith, the size of a grain of mustard seed. And dude, I was like eight or nine years old. I was homeschooled. We had all these encycl literal encyclopedias. And I remember reading that in the Bible. And I went to the encyclopedia under M because I wanted to see just like, what are we talking about? How big is a mustard seed? Because I, I don't know. I'm eight years old and I'm kind of religious. I don't know that I can't walk on water because Jesus did. And he said that whatever anybody else has done, he can do. I was like, that'd be fun to walk on water. I just didn't disbelieve. I was taking it seriously. So I went to the encyclopedia and I looked up a mustard seed. And I'm going, nah, 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 nah. finally, I look up mustard seed. And then I'm looking at it, I'm like, there's no fucking, but this is crazy. Because the mustard seed was like, the picture of it was as big as the period at the end of the sentence. I was like, that's it? And I remember getting so excited as a little kid. I'm like, all I need is faith that big. And then I remember being so confused because I couldn't figure out what faith was. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could give me a satisfactory answer. They all contradicted each other. The priest, the, the, my parents. I was like, ah. Man, back to square one. So I just began studying faith. What is faith? What is the most useful, practical definition of faith? And I arrived at something a few years later 
that has worked for me since. And faith is a, a hybrid emotion. It's the balanced combination, a harmonious concoction of desire and belief. Wanting something that we don't think is going to happen is painful and, and is out of alignment with the laws of these universe, this universe. Believing in something, even if we don't want it, creates an imbalance. But wanting things with a healthy sense of expectation, with a sense of knowing that can be cultivated feeling first without any evidence, that's what faith is. And then because this universe, I believe, is, is sort of a canvas that is reflecting back to us our previous manifestational output, what we were thinking, what we were feeling, what we were saying, what we were doing, what we were expecting yesterday and, and over the last couple of weeks, it's really not more time than that, is getting bounced back to us in serendipity, coincidence, uh, random occurrences. That it has to be random for it to be new. If, if we're expecting it, then it's just we're just regurgitating it. But I began to, to practice faith. I began to practice desire. I practiced wanting things. And I practiced just believing that they were going to happen and expecting them to happen. And that displaced any sort of doubt. And weird shit started to happen so frequently that it freaked me out. The reality became so predictable. Money, boom. A lover, boom. Healing, boom. It, it got weird, man. Things started to, to not make sense to me, but I realized I was trying to, I was looking at the world through Newtonian physics, which is, is now is bullshit. Like it is a, no disrespect to Newton. He was right for a long time. But this universe is, is just a series of waves and particles and it's turning into like some perfectly replicating 3D printer. It's turning into our expectations. And people are like, yeah, well, I don't think that's true. And your life reflects it, man. <laughs> Whereas I know I can do it. I know it's going to happen. I don't need to know how I just trust. And I'm not in any hurry because right now is actually perfect because I'm feeling perfect with where I'm at. Boom. It's, uh, it's very simple. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Jesse Elder. We have part two coming up. If you enjoyed the episode, please take screenshots, tag myself, tag Jesse on Instagram. Let us know what you like. Let us know if you have any questions. Um, share it with your friends. Leave a review on iTunes. All of that's super helpful. Thank you so much to all my patrons. If you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair. Even tossing a buck in the bucket really goes an immensely long way to keep the sh this show going. So I really appreciate that. For those of you guys who really want to level up, um, basically I work with kind of two types of people. One is, is usually like a successful entrepreneur or an athlete who really wants to level up in peak performance um, and psychology, that kind of thing. And the other is somebody who is ready to kind of design a life where they are inspired by their vision, where they want to create something from nothing. They, they have never thought about what the heck that they want. And we can take you from zero all the way to 10 to the hardest thing is cultivating that vision. So we help you cultivate the vision, overcome limiting beliefs, give you a plan to execute using every tool possible to create that vision and actually bring it into reality. And it does happen over time and it does take work. So you need to be committed to going through the processes, doing the work and creating that vision. So if you're interested in that, go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And I'm also doing hypnotic heart journey activations as well, which is a hypnosis activating your heart's intelligence to basically begin the first step in cultivating that vision. And you can use it for a bunch
bunch of other things too. So if that sounds interesting, head over to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching, make an inquiry and happy to help you out. Um, I think that's it. Sign up for the email list and I'll see you in the next episode where we got part two with Jesse Elder. And before we close it out, let's just come to a state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just give yourself as much kindness, love, and compassion as possible. Filling yourself up full of love, compassion, and joy. Letting that wash over every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being as you breathe out any limitations, self-criticism, and self-doubt. Feeling totally peaceful, present, worthy, and full of love. Sending you all of my love and gratitude. Have an incredible day, and I will see you in the next episode.